G'day and welcome to Runners Radio, the first edition of 2019. I am your host, Rick Mirabella, and joining me today is the media mogul. He's been on hiatus. He's back again, Mick Sharkey. I said we'd never be back, Rick. Well, like I said... I said we'd never be back. Like I've said many a time. And we're back! It's a podcast, so we kind of put ourselves back, but... Yeah, that's right. It is fantastic to have you back, mate. This is the catch-up episode that we'll be doing at least once a month, maybe more... Just talking all things sport, we've got a little bit of a new format today, which I think the listeners will love, and I reckon Shark can add a bit of his creative activity to it as well. I'm looking at his feet. He's coming bare feet, ladies and gentlemen, and he's running some blue and pink toenail-type setup. What the hell is going on there, Shark? Well, I went to Magic Millions for 10 days for work. Buying... Do you want to explain very quickly what that is? Uh, it's a horse, thoroughbred horse sale on the Gold Coast. So it goes for, the sale goes for four days, but you have to inspect 1,100 horses this year, we had to inspect, all one year old. So you go and look at them, none of them have raced or have ever been trained, so you're just judging them as an athlete. And you look at their walk and their joints and everything like that and how they move. Basically is what you're buying them on. Anyway, so I went up there for work and when I came back, I said to my daughters, what do you want to do today? Anything you want to do, I'll do it. And the oldest one said, uh, nothing. I don't want to do anything with you. And I went, okay. And the middle one said, I want to paint your toenails. So I have blue and pink alternating toenails on one foot because I said, do you want to do the other? When she finished and stood back and looked at it, I said, are you going to do the other one? She says, uh, no, daddy. Painted toenails don't look good on big, ugly, hairy feet. Okay. That's what I got to look forward to. So that's 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 what I'm running with. Well, I love the way you spoke so professionally about the work you did up in the Gold Coast. I would have just used one word and one word only: junket. Yeah, look, the second half of it, when the clients come, there is a bit of socialising because you're encouraging people to spend money. So, you know, you you you're perhaps lubricating their uh, their buying gears a little bit. And then afterwards when they do buy something, they realise what they've spent and they say, oh my God, I need a drink. And suddenly... It's a revolving cycle. Yeah, a really healthy, social fun. Fun. afternoon that knocks off at about three o'clock somehow winds up into a bar crawl of the Gold Coast and you walk home at quarter to four. Now this, we've got three different topics. Well, four technically. We've got the coach's corner. Right. Ooh which we're going to talk about. We've yeah. got physiologists, biomechanists, physios, running coaches, endurance athletes, endurance yeah. coaches. Coaches. And, and I, a lot more serious than our current yes. episode. We've got the deep dive, which is longer episodes going into, and they're the one-on-ones. The one-on-ones, that, they're that we good. do. They're fantastic. Get and into those. Usually me just asking lots of questions of some amazing individuals no, and humans. Outstanding people. We've got the endurance sporting Catch up, which is me and Shark just having a bit of an entertaining look at the world of, of world of sport and not taking ourselves too seriously, which I think he's probably done a bit too often in the current day world. So that's me and Shark on the catch up, and then me and Tom are in the middle of producing a bit of feature stuff, and our, our it's going to be probably a few months down the track, but a, a bit of a long feature, and that one's going to be on mental health, which is going to be a pretty pretty um, special one. So we're yeah, really okay. ex- we're really excited about that one, but that's a little bit away. Now, this time of year, mid-January-ish, we've, um, I've just got back from the States myself, had a bit of a bit of a family holiday, which was fantastic. But people come in, and it's an exciting time of year, um, and we'll move on to a couple of our 
subjects in a minute. But it's it is a an exciting time of year. It's an exciting time of year because hurts. Yes, yes, and you're not. People think, oh, I've had a couple of weeks off. I'm going to lose it. I, I promise you, physiology doesn't go anywhere. You, you don't feel as great the first few sessions back, but I promise you, if you continue the slow build, you will be fine. Don't try to do what you might have been doing in peak season though last year. Number one, number two, it's a good time to reset. Maybe have a think about five or six things that you want to do better this year, but certainly don't set unrealistic goals, number one, and set ridiculous New Year's resolutions, number two, that by this time of year, let's be honest, have probably already been thrown out the window. Yep. Have you looked at anything for yourself, Shark, that you might say, okay, in 2019, I'm going to be better at doing this? Not really. I don't really have bold ambitions for a sporting lifestyle. It doesn't have to be sport. They're gone. Right? They're behind me. It doesn't have to be anything about sport. You know what? Actually, this is... The, I said to my wife, the goal for this year for me is to buy a bigger boat, to quote Jaws, because at the moment I'm running with a very small, humble little tinny, four-metre tinny. Mm. But, you know, some people, you know, meditation's their thing and whatever. You know, they have their outlets, you know, where they just go mm-hmm. and get away from everything and they can just, you know, you put your earphones in and go for a run and you mm. zone out. Well, I've got to go fishing for me to get any quiet brain time and I need to have a bit more comfort comfort on my rig that's what I need a little bit more comfort and at the moment the four meter tinny's not cutting it nice. so I said to uh, Juzzy by the end of the year we're going to have a family boat not only so I'll be more comfortable so I can start taking the, the kids out as well because it's uh, it's great to be on the water fishing's a great pastime but so is the ocean just going out snorkeling diving whatever uh, I want to encourage that. So that's, yeah. prob- that's probably the goal for the year. That's, that's a good goal. That's a great goal. Like a lot of people might have goals to to just not, maybe this year they're not going to be consumed by things that might have worried them or that no worry or no stress or, or try to just, just react to things differently. Or like the shark said, maybe meditate two minutes every morning and night or five minutes every morning and night. As a material goal, that's a great goal, but that materialises in family time as well and and spending time... With the kids on the boat, we do live in a beautiful area where you can get to water within five minutes, doesn't matter which way you go. So that's not a bad goal. Now, the thing about New Year's resolutions, which we're going to talk about later in our new segment, is they are fundamentally flawed, but we'll get to that later on. This is also a time of year, Shark, that people start to pick events, uh, be it endurance events, triathlons, 10K, 5K events. It's a good time of year. I've been pretty busy this, this last week just riding five, six-month plans for people with, obviously, marathon, big marathon goals and, and some some half-marathon goals. So it's an exciting time for me and for those guys because once it's on paper, obviously, we change it week to week, but once it's on paper, we can really... It's, it's real, and we can really start to then just churn out the weeks, churn out the weeks, and like a good cake, it's, it takes a lot of ingredients to produce the best marathon performance. I like cake. Well, it is I like it. those analogies. It, it's five or six ingredients that really are important. You can't have one without the other, brother. Cake so, analogies are always good. Well, yes. You you've looked like you haven't eaten as much cake as normal because you've come back in quite good nick lately, which has been fantastic to the aesthetic eye. But I tell you, it takes... I love, I love planning this kind of stuff, and this time of year is a great time for that. And... Rome wasn't built in a day, so people will see it and go, how am I going to be doing this in by May, June? But it's a really exciting time. There is a few really good overseas marathons that people can look at, and obviously we talk about New York and Boston and Chicago a lot, but over 
the last few days, the London Marathon has announced one Ooh. of the more cracking fields. Now, when's the London Marathon? It's late April. Now, this is... It's one of the only... So, sport- you've got time if you still want to do it. Ooh, depends how kind of nick you're in, but That's yeah. four months. How long does it take to run bloody it's only, 42K? It's only three months. But, yeah, if you're in... If you're in good enough condition, I'm not sure you can get in internationally this late in the in the piece, mate. You'd want to have done that a few months ago. But I might just turn up and run a marathon this year at some point. I'd love to have you down at Melbourne or Great Ocean. But Road, no, don't Gold train Coast. for it. Just turn up. Yeah, it'd be great. You'd finish. I think it's... Is it a seven-hour cut same, The same day? Or? I'm not sure. <laughs> but tell me any other event in the world, Shark, that you can... Now, Wilson, now some of the field... Now, don't... We're not going to go down... 2019 is a year... We're not going to go down your old low-hanging fruit path of picking on the African games because we've got a new. Segment. I'm not picking on the names, right? There's no name picking on, but all I want to say, I'll say this is the only time you're going to hear. Last it from. time, the only time you're going to hear. I'm serious. Whenever we talk about African athletes, I just want you to pay attention. They're starting. These a lot of those nations are adopting That's Western enough. names now. I think it's great because the more Gretel Kipchogies and all the rest of it's that we get, the better. Mm. What I want to know, they seem to be the best runners. Why don't we start sort of taking inspiration from them? Well, we may just do that. Elliot Mirabella. We, oh, I love, I uh, could call my next born Elliot. Um, I've had the snip, so that's impossible. Now, listen, we've just got I'm we're, looking into that. We need to talk about Dr. vasectomies snip. on it. it. Dr. Snip? He's a legend. Really? Mm-hmm. Swelling? No, mate, no. He, look, he does spend a lot of time... Um, really caressing that region but no no he's straight in straight so I'm out not big on that no the caressing of the uh... it, the 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 positives foul away the negatives of a vasectomy but we'll move off that quickly and we'll get on to that another day there We've is got... a good vasectomy story i've got but we'll talk we'll say that for another save day that for another important day. situation is when they tell you to wait three months wait three months Yes, I think I know where you're going there. We'll continue on that another day. But look, I'm sure the snippies or vasectomy, wherever you are in the world, is a great. Um, it's a great topic for running post vasectomy and all that kind of stuff. Well, so, of course, because if that area has been tampered with, you must leave it two weeks. If particularly if you've got a tight action, if your legs just if you yeah. don't have that wide stride, you might you you might experience some uh, some uh, discomfort. I'm, I certainly did leave it two weeks because I'd already heard some horror stories, so I left it two weeks. Anyway, after this, the sporting piece, overrated, underrated, four or five quick, very good questions that we're going to go with, and Shark's going to get his creative juices on, and now, so will I. Talk no, to me about Wilson Kipsang. Wilson Kipsang. Old uh, mate. Just listen, Elliot Kipchoge, Mo Farah, Shora Kitara are all lining up in the men's race, and Bridget Kuskai is lined up in the women's race. They joined by a couple of the Poms, Callum Hawkins and Andy Vernon. This is an elite field, possibly as elite as it gets. Because Kip Singh is now joining Kipchoge and Farah, there's possibly the greatest field a marathon's ever seen. Now, as an age grouper, myself, yourself, Dave Gately, who's been on the podcast, people like that, we can go and try to break three hours or break 250 or break six hours, whatever, with the likes of these men. What other sport allows you to... You can't go and play basketball for LeBron James you know, no, you in, a, can't. in a pickup match. It's just unbelievable. It's pretty awesome to it's be able to cool. say I ran against yeah. Mo Farah. It's pretty cool. The... Even though Mo Farah beat me by four hours. <laughs> yeah. And was it's... already at home in the shower when I finished. He was <laughs> tucking into... No, I was in the race. Tucking into his lunch, but it's, it's still pretty amazing. Look, the Ironman in Hawaii and other Ironman are the same, but we're, we're very lucky in the endurance field. London's a big one for people, but what I would recommend is looking down the calendar, listeners, and just saying, listen, I want to pick up 
we, we're, we go to Great Ocean Road in Victoria, Gold Coast Marathon and Melbourne Marathon every year. So those three obviously are big on our calendar. Like Shark said, he's going to make his debut this year, which is exciting. Even just a 5K, pick a 5K 12 weeks down the track. We've got a lot of good stuff on our app and on our website for learning to run 5K. We, we teach you how to run from, from a beginner, a pure walker. This is the time of year to do it, and don't make it a resolution. Just say, this is what I'm going to do, and I'm going to, I'm going to see some turbulence. It's certainly not going to be an easy ride, but that turbulence is going to make me stronger. Now, any other events, Shark, on the running world that you want to touch well, on? I want to ask you a serious question. Mm. It's You'll think it's ridiculous, but it, I actually don't know the answer to this question. So in a marathon... Mm-hmm. And you see the, the start of the marathon, they've got the sign up and they've got the hui and old mates out the front with the flag and the gun or whatever he's doing. And everyone's just crowded up behind. Who decides who gets closest to the front? Is it just you turn up early and you can be in the front? Or do you get ranked or positioned closest to the front depending on how good you are? Because I'm thinking if I'm turning out to run London Marathon and I'm running it against... Elliot, Kipchogin, these blokes. I'm getting there at three in the morning and standing there because I know they're going to get ushered to the front. And if I'm standing near them, there's a fair chance I'll be on telly and I can just say, bang, freeze frame that. Look at these kids. Look at these kids. This is the day that dad ran against Mo Farah. Is that how it works? No. So those elite guys have, there might be 50 elites, maybe 25 elites. in the first, it goes in waves. It's called yeah. waves. So they'll get their they'll get their wave, and they'll usually be out first. And then a minute or so later, it'll go in waves again. So it's an honesty policy. After that, shark when you enter. So I could say I ran two minutes ten, two and hours I'll, ten. I'll be right. Yeah. Two hours. It's ten. an honesty policy. After that, but you've usually got to verify. That'd be so but open to rort. I'm sure they verify it before they give you the bib. So what we usually do when we register for Melbourne Marathon or Gold Coast, I'll say I'm aiming at running two hours forty eight. Okay, I'll say that, and then. They might verify one of my past times to see it's legit. So they'll put a little thing on my bib to say, you go in this section. And just then it just goes in waves, especially one as big as London. So if you're saying I'm aiming at running three hours, 54 hours, then your wave will be a lot further down the back. So you might start 15 minutes after Mo starts and Elliot starts, but your time obviously won't start until you start. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's in ways. But that's that's a pretty, actually, I'm for you... I want to challenge. For you, that's not a bad question. What? I want to send a challenge to anyone listening to this podcast or in the runners community. I want to set the... Who can bullshit their way <laughs> closest to the professionals? But you have to be in the image. So when the start's on and there's the photo, you have to be able to see your face. And there will be a prize awarded to the person at the end of the marathon season, which I don't even know if there is one. But if there is, which I'm assuming there is, Rick, at the end of the season, we will judge who got closest to the pros. Yeah, our season, our season's all year round in, in Australia, but the the Europeans uh, finishing up in May, and then it starts again in, in their fall, so the, our spring. But in Melbourne and Gold Coast, that is that is possible to do. So, I want to see a big fat guy. On the start Within line. eyesight of who's the, who's the marathon bloke that's going to come to Australia. For Australia. Yeah. Uh, you got you got the Aussies like Liam Adams. Liam Adams. The Sparky. You love Liam Adams. I could trip over him. I wouldn't know who he was. But <laughs> if you can get your photo taken in near him, there's a prize for you. No, no. Look, on a serious note, um, listeners, please do pick a few things for 2019. Um, even if it's just to get up to 20 minutes earlier and... and 
and be productive for that 15 minutes. If it's moving, obviously moving is king in the morning. If you can move more in 29, it's just going to be simple as that. None of this bullshit about, I'm not going to drink piss, I'm not going to eat donuts. It's got to be... Eat donuts and drink piss. It's got to be realistic. It's got to be... That's the line. And it's got to be productive to to you being a better person every day. Even if it's read read three pages of a book you want to read every night, something that's going to make you a better person tomorrow. Now, very quickly, we'll finish up on the sport phase. Yes. The NFL is heating up now. I know you're not a big fan, but I am. Now, this week is the conference finals and then the Super Bowl. There's the game to that. Now, do you know anything about what I'm about to say? No. I heard a joke about the NFL generally. Is it clean? Yeah. Okay. Um, what's the difference between the Patriots and the Taliban? What? The Taliban have a running game. Oh, well, if you've got Tom Brady, you don't need a running game. Shark and I'll let you. I asked you honestly, was it clean? And then you go and bring the Taliban. The LA Rams via the Saints, the New Orleans Saints. Drew Brees led Saints. They're, it's going to be a super game. LA haven't had a, a good football side in a while, so they're excited. No. And the Kansas City Chiefs with Patty Mahomes versus you what guessed it. What happened to the Raiders? The Tom Brady led Patriots. Where's Oakland Raiders? They're now in LA. They're in LA. They're in LA. No, they're in Oakland. They're in Oakland. But they're moving out. Vegas. I'm Vegas, that's right. They've gone everywhere. So, so what happened on Ballers with The Rock is actually happening. Yes. Yeah, so that's based on a true story. Everything that's happened. So Raiders, were in a, obviously LA in the 80s, Oakland, and now going to Vegas You ever watched season. Ballers? I've seen... There are some gratuitous sex scenes in Ballers. Oh, do you know what? I saw it, watched it on the plane. There, are, I did too. Mm. And I had an embarrassing moment where it's I was hard. watching Ballers and I was quite involved in the program, yeah. particularly a, a scene that was occurring <laughs> at this point of the show. And I was asked by a lady sitting across from me to turn it off because her two young children were engrossed with the, the vision It is hard. the screen. It is a great show. And I don't get into many TV shows. but Gratuitous. I, lo- I love sport shows and I love... Love making. Yeah, Gratuitous. Well that- I was thinking that actually. I was on the plane. It's not even for the storyline. That just keeps. It just opens the show sometimes. Yeah, it does. But and I can imagine on a plane it was hard. It was hard viewing when you got. Well, it was hard awkward, viewing. Awkward scenes. I can imagine very hard viewing so when you got people around you everywhere. It's, it's quite awkward when you got people, and you, they think they just think you're a, a pervert. Which, to be honest, they're on the money with you. That and lady. in actuality, I'm just a normal everyday Joe. She was on the money. A lovely lady. guy. Overrated or underrated? Now, we've got a new segment now. In 2019, the fantastic producer, Tom Senior. Oh, what a job he did. He's a great fella, Tommy. Turned this show around. Uh, he definitely, he picked it up from the doldrums, it's fair to say. He did. Now, listen, we're going with a very, a bit Breathed of a, life into it. He did. And he and, and just some form of structure. Looked after it, like <laughs> a little stray pelican that its family had been killed by hunters. Taught it to be, uh, you know, an adult pelican. And then released it into the wild. Tom Senior yeah. is the podcast version of Stormboy. Oh, there's no way that anyone this under pod- the age of this 40... This podcast is his Mr. Percival. Under 40, anywhere but Victoria, Australia, is going to know what the hell you're talking about. We got showed that at school. As part of the catch-up, it'll be on every episode in 2019. New segment, Shark. Overrated or underrated? And I, I really implore the listeners to also join in on these on the socials overrated or underrated now our first few topics for 2019 
and they're going to come thick and fast and they're going to be from every direction. We'll give our opinions both as we'll try to keep it as succinct as possible. Be, be I don't know the meaning of that word. Succinct? No. You're a journalist. Yeah, I know, but I, oh. t- I tend to oh, you mean, err on the side of verbosity okay. rather than... that's what I mean. He's very... His verbosity is very large. Overrated. <laughs> that's not the right term. Underrated. Beers in the pool. What sort of vessel are we drinking out of? What do you mean? Beer? No, what sort of... What's, pool. What's, what's, what is the beer contained in? What's it matter? Well, it matters because the temperature of your beer, right, is often colder than the temperature of the water. And the biggest mistake people make when drinking beer in the pool is holding the beer, the receptacle, be it a glass or a can or whatever, or a bottle, in the water. You drink too slow. Which has a warming effect. No, you drink too slow. It's counterintuitive. Underrated, overrated. Beers in the pool. Overrated. Ridiculous. Get drunk, then go swimming. Couldn't Much ag- safer. Couldn't agree. Couldn't disagree more. Underrated. You're telling me. So I just got back from the States, listeners, in Hawaii. You got the sport, the TV on. You got the kids having a ball with you. You got nice cold frothies just in your hand watching the Cowboys play from the comfort of a pool drinking beautiful cold See, golden ales. I align drinking in a pool to swim up bars. Now, if you ever want to see more fetid, disgusting water in any sort of public space, go to a swim-up bar, but observe it from outside <laughs> of the water. Because I'm telling you, it's, it's, it can't be... It can't, if the health department checked on swim-up bars, it would not be happening. Well, mine was like the last swim-up bar I saw... Had a condom floating in it. No, in the water. This is a family. That is place. a fact. No, that is a fact. I'm not talking about those kind of establishments. And that was in someone's house. Yeah, yeah, well, no, that's certainly not that. But I do love a good swim up pool. Shark, now, talking of that, USA food in general, USA burgers I wanted to stick with. USA burgers, overrated, underrated. Well, I can't rate them because I've only ever eaten them in Australia because I've never been to the States. But USA inspired burgers, I think, are underrated. Exactly. USA... I like them. USA burgers are the greatest thing. I'd eat them every day. That yellow processed cheese. No, How do they do it? I love that. It's all fresh. The beef is unbelievable. So flame grilled. Yeah. The beef is the king, like, in the USA burger. I must say, I'm not sure if I'm patriotic or what but it was very hard to find a good coffee and a good beer in the states i know i'm not robinson good beer very hard really i know i'm not robinson crusoe there i had them all mate i tried it's not bad it's not bad but it's no carlton draft or furphy budweiser is a bit sweet i found it on the sweet i side. would have tried at least 30 or 40 beers and couldn't like by the end okay so a good uh listeners of ours ian brady and troy puller tweeted in and said i've trained these guys for 10 years and they they were listening and they said listen you need to try when I was in Hawaii, the Golden Ale, the Longboard Golden Ale. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I that's a good beer. That's a fantastic beer. That's a good beer. beer. Yeah, so yeah. you've had that beer. Hawaiians yeah. get it. They Hawaiians, I know they're part of America, but they're not really. They're a different people. Oh, such a good beer. They eat right, and by that I mean lots, and meat and fish. Very good fish. And they drink right. They can drink. Those people can drink. And is the hula not the sexiest thing you've ever seen in your life? It is Amazing. I'd say that's a little bit overrated now, Shark. Are you serious? Shark. Oh, my God. It's incredible. New Year's resolutions, overrated, underrated. Overrated. Overrated every day. Just chuck them out. Chuck them in the bin. Why not start a New Year's resolution in May? I tell you, they are overrated and they are gimmicky. What? And I promise you, what? 
right, just don't be a knobhead and think you've got to change your life on January 1. It's a progressive If you don't scale. like what you're doing, just change, change your what mate. you're doing. Change in the middle of July. It, but it is a good time of year to reset because usually we do less at this time of year as far as work and everything. So it is a nice time to reset over that period and say, listen, I really want to do more of this and this is what I, I enjoy. And if you're not happy, then then um, it's not right, is it? So I'm going to be happier and this kind of stuff. But I think making wholesale changes just because it's a new year is uh, is, is very foolish. You know what I t- we tended to do and what we've done the last few years, and I can thank my lovely wife for this, is look back rather than forward at the at you know saying oh I'm going to do this in the new year I want to do this in the new year I'm going to change this with mm-hmm. that actually stop and say what did we do last year and try and think of one thing you did every month and then look back and say my god how good was that yeah. doesn't matter and you, you everyone gets the point they go this is a shit year or oh this is going wrong or that's going wrong or this and this and this and that when you get through it and you get to the end of it it's actually pretty good absolutely it's pretty bloody good we're very blessed and, yeah. and I think and that's another thing that we speak about often and again both our wives are um are probably taught us a lot about this and that's gratitude and 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 really being mindful and and being grateful for everything that we've we've been able to experience in the last year gone by and that's um that's definitely once you figure out how to be grateful for everything you, you pretty much find happiness in our opinion watching tv in the nude underrated overrated now i've got a rule and when i'm on a working trip. Effectively, when I walk back in a morning, because I, I stay on my own, except when I stayed with Dipper one weekend and he beat me to the rule. Walk into the hotel, it's gear off. It's so good. I don't know why it is, so but whenever I go away, it's gear off how, straight away. How light do you feel? Yeah, but then you forget your windows are open and whatnot. It's... You might get done for public indecency, but when it's not public, you're, you're in a place, you're in your room, you can't get done for that, can you? No. I think that's underrated. It's just good. I think all the listeners will agree that watching TV in the nude is underrated. Everything in the nude is underrated. Final one, barefoot running. become a nudist. Barefoot running, underrated, overrated. Uh, I didn't know it was supposed to be good or bad. I've, my feet are bloody sore afterwards, I can tell you that much. I Kicking think- a footy barefoot's... Overrated. We're not conditioned, that's for sure. Mate. In South East Melbourne. I've got it's two colours of nail polish on my feet. I'm, my feet aren't conditioned for anything. Uh, barefoot running, in my humble opinion, is overrated. and We could go all day on that. But is it pro- supposed to be good for you? It's probably a coach's corner. Look, there's a lot of it. Big, big push for it, about 08 and 09. But um, I think there's a lot of people pushing an agenda, to be honest. I think in our society, of Western society, then I don't think it is... A very smart thing to do unless you spend three or four years really starting from base and building up. But that's an episode for another day. In my opinion, overrated. And let's we'll get we'll get that on the coach's corner. We'll get one of the boys to talk about that. Not underrated, very very overrated, is the sharks running joke. It's the running joke. Right now, for those that have missed it, these are jokes with a theme about running or jogging or some sort of. Athletic pursuit on foot. You ready for this week's? No. You know? Do you know how many times he nearly got us kicked off podcast land last year, listeners? You ready? Here it is. Mm. What's the hardest thing about running competitive cross country races? I cannot believe he's gone with this. He actually told me this. I said, "Do not say that." Tell the listeners what the hardest thing. The hardest thing 
about running competitive cross-country races is? See, this is the kind of thing. He's in. He's just gone next level in episode one. He is done. Shark- this is on a website. This is on. This is on a I website. I'm reading it. That that you've was been, actually that followed the Taliban joke. You've insulted on this website. Everyone now, not not just you. last year. You insulted the blondes. Only people that run cross country, has, really. No, not really. What about? No, what but about, this says this is no. But that's what we talked through. This is assume. This is saying that if you run competitive cross country, I didn't know you could put that on a website in 2019. You can't. Dude, you, it's you ridiculous. Found it on one of your listen. Let's move that on very ridiculous. very quickly from that now. Some of the guests we have coming up, we had a little bit of a um, a little bit of a break from the deep dive after David Gately, just because a lot of our interviewees were away at that time of year. But we've finally, finally got the beautiful lady that is Lisa Wilson. We've got her episode in the bank. We've got the AFL footballer. Now this boy Nick Newman started as a factory worker on three hundred bucks a week. He uh, turned himself into an AFL footballer, and now he's plays for Carlton in the Australian Football League. And we've got a lovely ultra iron woman by the name of oh. Mel Yuri, who is an inspiring individual, and she's got amazing stories to tell about her travels around the world. There are three of our deep dives coming up. We've got Andrew Lemon on the coach's corner, who's one of the leading physiotherapists in the nation, and I guess I guess that we'll get the media mogul Mick Sharkey on to produce some more ramblings on the next episode of Runners Radio Catch Up. Do you want to hear another joke before we go? Well, if it makes that other one, if it kind of makes up for that other one, I'll give you one more go. Quick. All right. Have you got one? What do you call a running session during which you listen to your favourite rapper? What? A Snoop Jog. This has been Runners Radio. Please do something today that's going to make you better tomorrow. Take care and be kind to each other.